Before we get going, just wanted to divert, wanted to send our thoughts and prayers to Corporal Lucas Watts uh, in the Oconee County uh, Sheriff's Office. I know he was uh, shot in the line of duty last week and um, uh, was life-threatening, but from what I just saw on the local news a minute ago, it looks like he's doing much better. I know up there in Oconee County, that's close to our opponent this week, so he may be a Tiger. That's perfectly fine. I uh, just wanted him to know that uh, all of us here in Gamecock football are thinking of him, and thanks to my father-in-law is, a, is, is in law enforcement, has been for his entire career, and certainly uh, blessed and, and thankful to have so many guys like Lucas that protect us and, and keep us safe also. So thinking of you, Lucas. Um, love this week. If you love college athletics and uh, college football, this is the best week of the year as well. Uh, it's what makes college athletics and college football special. I've been a part of a lot of great rivalries in my time in coaching, uh, but nothing is is like this one. You know, state without you know major pro sports in it. Everybody's either a tiger, or excuse me, everybody's either a gamecock or a tiger uh, as well. And uh, I was reminded of that. They had Jersey Day at my son's school last uh, last Thursday or Friday, I believe. And uh, you know, he, uh, went to the little assembly at 8 a.m. For all the fourth graders and third graders and second graders and first graders and kindergartners at his school, and it was pretty cool. All you saw were, you know, garnet jerseys, which were the majority, but then also plenty of orange tiger jerseys uh, in there as well. So you were reminded uh, of how important college athletics is to so many, particularly in a state like this as well, where you're either one or the other. Then they had the uh, an assembly, or a, a, uh, he had his uh, fourth grade performance. Uh, later that or that same week so it wasn't jersey day at the performance later the in that afternoon and was able to sneak over there and watch him perform uh, in his fourth grade play and um in the auditorium my wife and i were sitting on the second row like in the second section and then there was a walkway two rows uh two rows in front of us and where the kids walked to sit behind us and the kindergartners walked in and one of the kindergartners was two rows in front of me in the walkway, and he saw me. He's like, hey, coach. And I was like, hey, buddy. Thought he was a fan or something like that. And then he kept going down the row in front of me, or the two rows in front of me, walked up the steps, and then came two rows behind me to sit down. That's where the kindergartners were going to sit was behind me. So now he's two rows behind me, and I hear him behind me again. He's like, hey, coach. I'm like, man, this guy's a big game cock. And I turn around. I'm like, hey, buddy. He goes, You've won four games, um, is what he said to me. So I'm not sure if he was a tiger or a disgruntled gamecock, uh, but I was reminded how important college football is to so many. And I wanted to be like, "Where's your dad?" Because I know you heard that at home somewhere as well. You didn't come up with, the, with that yourself as a uh, as a five year old. But true story. But in all seriousness, uh, that's what you love about college athletics and, and what makes this game special. Got a ton of respect for the opponent that we're playing this week. A uh, ton of respect for Dabo. There's been some great coaches that have come through Clemson, and for him to be the uh, all-time winningest coach at that university, what, a, uh, what an accomplishment uh, for him. Uh, much respect from that standpoint. Um, you know, they've done a great job this year just continuing to stay the course and, and get better. Obviously, turnovers were an issue for them, had chances to win every game that they've lost, uh, but they kept on playing hard. They kept believing, they kept fighting, and now they're playing their best ball with, some, with three great wins here over these last three weeks. 
kind of the same old story with them defensively, a, a dominant front seven. You know, uh, that's uh, to the difference between the SEC and other conferences, in my opinion, is the line of scrimmage. And they have an SEC defensive line. And uh, they do every year. They do a great job. Uh, Carter and Trotter, the two linebackers, are lights out, probably the best linebacker tandem that we've played two guys together uh, all season, uh, athletic and, and long in the secondary as well. Offensively, uh, quarterback, you know, as an athlete, can throw, can run, was, had double-digit carries last week against, uh, against North Carolina. They want to run the ball. You know, they're a run-the-ball and, and physical group on the offense, um, uh, averaging 100 and close to 180 yards a game rushing. The two running backs, Moffa and Shipley, are, are dynamic. You know, offensive line's been banged up a little bit like we have, and, and they've been mixing and matching, but they're playing really well as a unit here down the stretch and, and uh, got weapons at receiver and, and across the board. So uh, defense or special teams-wise, you know, Shipley's back there returning kicks, and they do a good job special teams-wise special teams wise also. So it'll be a, uh, it'll be a big challenge uh, for us, and they have our full, full respect. Going to be a great game out there. No, it'll be a great environment, you know, to fan bases and that love uh, the love what this weekend is about. Uh, certainly, we need our fans to be make this an unbelievable advantage for us being at home. Uh, that's a tough place to play up there. We saw that last year going up on the road and going down 14 nothing early. Uh, their crowd was a factor, and, and we need our crowd to really, really, really be a factor this Saturday night. Need them there to honor our seniors, so I would encourage all of our fans to be in their seats early. Our uh, ceremony to honor our seniors should be roughly 7.15 on uh, Saturday night when we come off the field from pregame warm-up. So just in case we're a couple minutes early, let's go ahead and say 7.10. But uh, with those guys, you know, to carry on and so many of our seniors that have given so much to this university, they deserve that. So we need that to be a special ceremony for them uh, at 7.10 before kickoff. And, um, and then we need that to be an electric environment uh, throughout, uh, not just at the beginning, but all night long and with no let up at all. But looking forward to it. You know, it's a unique week with it being Thanksgiving uh, also. So, you know, we'll try and keep as normal a schedule as possible. Practice Thursday morning like we always do. You know, Thursdays during the season, our players are done by 1130, 12 o'clock at the latest. And this Thursday will be no different being able to spend Thanksgiving with their families if they're in town or, or uh, luckily a lot of our guys live close and they may be going home with somebody or going to a coach's house as well. But we'll all spend Thanksgiving um, uh, together as much as we can and then back in here on Friday with a normal schedule. So looking forward to it. And with that, any questions? Shane, what's the situation update with DK? And uh, also, just kind of what can you say about what his legacy has been here? Yep. Sorry, I screwed that up again, Gene. It didn't get to injuries. Uh, I would say, um, obviously, Juju is out and everyone else is questionable. If they weren't going to play, I would, I would let you know. DK has, uh, has assured us he's playing. Uh, knowing him, I don't doubt him. He was out there at practice in a limited role today. Same thing with Trey Jones, Case and Henry, Jackson Hughes. You know, I wouldn't say they're probable, but it's not ready to sit here and say that they're out either. We'll see how they progress the rest of the week. And uh, DK's legacy, um, she's you talk about a guy that loves this university, loves this state, loves this community, loves being a Gamecock. That's him through and through. Um, I can remember coaching at Georgia and coming in, going into Fort Dorchester High School when he was a senior in high school and seeing him and meeting him and talking to him. And then what a great player he was in high school. And then guy that works hard, um, 
great spirit about himself all the time, has done so much for this team, whether it be on special teams, whether it be as a quarterback, wide receiver, running back. Uh, he's just a really good football player, but a great young man that wants to give back to this uh, state and this community. And uh, he makes our program better on and off the field and has since the time he decided to come to the University of South Carolina. Shane, uh, going on from that, I'm not sure if you were aware of the uh, tweet or X last night from uh, Juice Wells sharing something along the lines that he'll be back next year, not playing. I know it might sound like a dumb question, but just because of the way it was worded, just for clarification purposes, did Juice talk with you at all about not playing this weekend, or is he one of those players that could be playing this weekend as well? I wouldn't count on it if Juice came to me today, today after or today after this press conference and said he wanted to play this week. It um, wouldn't shock me. I'm not counting on that happening though, Mike. Uh, I met with Juice a couple times last week and and uh, and over the weekend or after the game as well. So that the the post that he had on X last night didn't surprise me as far as what he announced. Um, did not anticipate him playing this week, but again. If Juice decides he's in the right frame, uh, right frame of mind, and, and feels good physically, and he wants to, then great. But we're not counting on that. And I know you guys are focused on this game, but I have to ask you, just knowing that some of the circumstances with the eligibility rules, are you guys anticipating the NCAA putting that waiver in place again with being able to allow players to play in a fifth game for a bowl game? And I bring that up just because there's multiple players on this team, and again, I'm sure you guys want to win, and you're focused on this week. But do you think about that at all and have you anticipated that? Yeah, every decision we've made as far as uh, guys playing in their four games, five games, whatever it might be, has been with the anticipation that in a bowl game they would have the waiver just like they had last season, which needs to happen because of the transfer portal and everything else, guys leaving early for the NFL draft. Um, guys need to be able in order to field a roster. I mean, we saw that last year with us in the Gator Bowl when we had some attrition guys that left the program or decided to start preparing for the NFL draft and didn't play in the bowl game. We were down some bodies, to say the least. And um, being able to utilize that is for player safety, uh, if anything. I won't ask you if you've ever dealt with plantar fasciitis. Yeah. You got asked that Saturday in the uh, by the by That's our right. arrival, and right? When I went and and where I, whether I went to college, St. John's, <laughs> yes. And he said that sounded like a smart school. It so is a very smart school to all the Red Storm <laughs> alumni out there. Maybe that's what it was. So where'd you go to school? That sounds like a smart school. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're paying attention. Yeah, I, I listen to everything. The good stuff. I don't know everything. But I, I, did, I did see that press conference, so always good uh, uh, to know what's going on with our rival. Right. Shane, uh, you know, you mentioned um, the transfer portal just a minute ago and stuff like that. Win or lose, we're going to get into that period where, I mean, it's it's kind of a new reality here where one day you might have one or two of your guys saying, well, listen, I think I'm going to go elsewhere. And then three days later, you may have some other, you know, power five player say, I want to come see you. How do you balance the time it takes to kind of mine the transfer portal, pay attention to the transfer portal with, you know, the normal time spent on high school recruiting, traditional recruiting? Yeah, no, it's a challenge. And I think every year we are learning and adjusting and tweaking. Uh, for example, you know, last year the when we – when the, when the portal opened, that was also about the time, the same time where the high school contact period could open. And we were gone the bulk of the time 
recruiting and on the road. Now, part of that was going to see guys that were in the portal potentially, but also going into high schools. You know, this year, our thought, our thought, our thought process is to spend a little bit more time in Columbia just around our players. You know, when the portal opens, exams will be getting ready to get started and, and just being around our guys a little bit more as well. Not trying to babysit and keep guys from leaving. I'm not saying that, but just, you know, we're in-house where you're communicating with your own players. And then if somebody does uh, pop up in the portal, we're all sitting here as a staff and we can maybe look at a guy, find out some information and find out if he's a guy that we need to go pursue as opposed to me being in – Connecticut on a recruiting visit and Dow Loggins is in, I don't know, uh, Tennessee or, and then uh, Clayton White or Sterling Lucas are in Baltimore and we're all spread out. So that's one thing. Um, I think the hardest thing from that standpoint is just when a guy does enter the transfer portal, not just us, but every school in America literally has about 24 hours or less to figure out if this is a guy that we want to pursue. And high school recruiting, I mean, we spend three, four years developing relationships with young men and their families. And with the portal, you got to, you got to, it's a race to a lot of times get these guys on campus and they're trying to decide, okay, I got two or three official visits. Where am I going to go? And, everybody, and you got 20 schools that just offered them. So that's tough, just the timing of it. We want to be very thorough on the kind of people we're bringing in our program. But for us, it's always going to start with high school recruiting. Um, it's always going to be retaining our own roster, you know, so you're having those conversations with your own players and, and want this to be a place where guys want to be and uh, they don't need to go elsewhere. Um, but those are just con – communicate – those are conversations that are constantly um, happening, but it certainly is a challenge because you're – you got signing day and, and everything else and, and there's a lot happening before the – before the holidays and then you know after the bowl game it's the same thing because now you're trying to do the same thing but it's even more spread up because you're trying to get guys in school for Jan in january when classes start uh here at carolina also spencer was saying how you really have to take the emotions out of this game in order to execute but how difficult it how difficult is it to actually do that when there are so many emotions involved in this rivalry it's tough i think it's every rivalry that's the case um whether it's you know, Virginia Tech, Virginia, or Ole Miss, Mississippi State, or Texas, Oklahoma, or any of the ones that I've had a chance to be a part of, uh, you know it's emotional. It's emotional for both teams. But to me, on Saturday, the team that wins is not going to be the team that dislikes the other team more. It's going to be the team that plays the best and coaches the best, you know. So really focus on, you know, doing your job and doing it at a high level. And, and you know it's an emotional game, but you can't get out there and, and uh, lose your mind in a lot of ways, you know. I thought, you know, two years ago I made the mistake. I think I've told you guys before. I feel like in my in, in a lot of ways I didn't have us – we were ready to play and fired up and all that, but probably weren't in the best frame of mind. And we went out there and we played like crap two years ago out here in Columbia. And not that we've had wholesale changes in how we approach this game, but, you know, you learn that uh, everything is, is heightened this week uh, as well. And it's not just for this game. It's every rivalry game going on, you know, uh, across the country. That's just that's part of it. Shame with the Senior Bowl invites for Spencer and for X. Just mm -hmm. what conversations have you had with those guys and also, you know, potentially with scouts and things just about what their future might look like? Yeah. Um, obviously, we have scouts come through here all the time and had general managers that were here at the game the other night. And and constantly having those communications, not just with those two guys, but all of our guys uh, as well. And honestly, with Spencer and Zay, uh, really very little other than just a 
give them their invite the other day in that team meeting that y'all saw the video of. So there's guys that I've been having some conversations with, you know, a little bit during this week with senior night coming up as well, because certainly we have some guys that are going to walk in the ceremony on Saturday night, but also have eligibility if they want to come back. Spencer is one of them. Um, but those guys, not much. You know, our focus, and it really is, is, is this week. And let's be the very best we can this week. But anybody that wants to ask about our players, whether it be Spencer or Zay, you know, I'll always be honest with NFL teams and help our players as much as – as much as possible. Like I told our guys in the team meeting too, you know, Spencer and Zay um, got those invitations to the Senior Bowl and, and um, uh, Marcellus Dial, I believe, had been invited to the East-West Shrine game and there's some other all-star games. And, you know, here's these are initial invites. I'll help all of our guys that decide to enter the NFL draft to help them get in as many all-star games as, as I can. And just because you maybe didn't get invited right now doesn't mean you're not. Darius Rush, for example, played in the Senior Bowl last year, and I don't think that invitation came in until the middle of December as well. So, you know, best thing our guys can do is go play well on Saturday night, and the rest will take care of itself. Yeah, Shane, not football-related question, if you will. Just what does – what do you feel like, what does it mean to you that more eyes are going to be on this game than in years past? And that it has kind of become a hot ticket and then kind of back to football. What has Xavier meant to this program? And what has it been like for you to see his hard work pay off this season? Yeah, no, to me, this is one of the greatest rivalries in, in college football. And I think, I know I've said it to you guys before, I think this thing is unique just because it's year round. You know, the passion and intensity uh in all the sports women's basketball hopefully we can perform like don's team did against them last week or whenever that was and men's basketball the attention and the intensity that baseball has when they play each other i was at the game in greenville and the game in columbia last year when we played these guys so it's just year round the passion for this rivalry and you know you want there to be that many eyes on it because it is I watched this growing up and it's a great rivalry and it's it's a I'm grateful and blessed that I get to be a part of it and you want more eyes on it because if there are more eyes it probably means that both teams are doing well and I think it's great for the state of South Carolina when Clemson's doing well South Carolina's doing well we're both winning and these games have uh, extra meaning and, and magnitude each and every uh, each and every year, and that's what we want. That's what Dabo's striving for. That's what I'm striving for, and and want to continue to make it even more meaningful each and every year. You know, ultimate goal is we play this game at the end of the season, and we're both getting ready to go play in a conference championship game, and and both teams are highly ranked. I mean, that's the ultimate goal for both teams, I would imagine. And then Zay, he's. Um, He's just been unbelievable, you know, just a testament to his hard work. The guy made himself into the player, you know, that he is and, and um, you know, had some good moments before this season, catching the winning touchdown pass against Vandy two years ago and returning the kickoff last year against A&M and covering punts like he did last season, the catch he had against Notre Dame in the bowl game. But, so he had some good moments, but to see a guy that just developed throughout his career was patient, just continued to work, never caused a single issue with, with anything. I mean, I don't remember the guy ever being on a list for anything since I've been here, missing a class, late for a class, late for anything. He just – he does everything right, and and it's a great example for all of our players. When you work really, really hard, you do things right on and off the field, you treat people the right way, um, good things happen, and that's, that's him to a T. Hey, Coach, what did it mean, you know, for you last year to, to get that win over Clemson and to see a group of guys, you know, break through and beat the Tigers on their you know, home field? And then uh, second uh, question for you, what's on the uh, what's on the menu for Thanksgiving this year? Uh, Thanksgiving this year, I have no idea. Um, I'll be here 
early Thursday morning working. I'd love to say that I'm going home and I'm cooking and all that. Thank God my in-laws are coming in from, from uh, Mississippi. And uh, my wife and all of her dad, they love to cook. So I'll get home on Thursday afternoon after we finish practicing all that and, and uh, have a traditional Thanksgiving meal. Uh, and I'm not trying to cop out. I'll help in any way when I get home. It's just they're going to be cooking before I get there. I'm not that guy. Um, and last year was really special. Honestly, I was just so happy for our fans. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It's a great win for our football team. But just so happy for our Gamecock Nation, our fan base, our players, everyone that's affiliated with with Carolina Athletics. That was a game that, you know, I've been I know had been a long time coming and um, one that's very important to this uh, to this state and Gamecocks everywhere. And just to see the, you know, to see the joy in uh, our fans faces, our players faces, not just that day, but then throughout, you know, the, the, the next year too um, was pretty cool and, and something that um, I'll always, you know, will always cherish and remember. Shane, hope you're doing well. Just wanted to ask you about Spencer real quick. It just seems like something about him just kind of really clicks when it comes to November this year and especially last year. Yeah. What can you kind of attribute to the success he's kind of had down the stretch? It's a good question. Um, I don't know, kind of probably similar to, to Zay. He's just a guy that just continues to work. He doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low, is constantly trying to improve. Um, is a guy that, okay, even though it's game 12, there's still things that he can that he can be doing better. He knows that. Just continue to work on those things. And and he's a competitor. So that's probably the one thing that jumps out is he's a competitor. And those games last year in November were big games on a national stage. And and um, this month, you know, the magnitude of the games continu continues to get bigger as we've won. Last week, you know, national television against a really good Kentucky team. This week, national television against a really good Clemson. Uh, team and you know Spencer's just a competitor that that tends to you know rise to the occasion the the bigger the the bigger the moment you know with him I think it's just making sure you don't get too amped up and just you know keep poised and do your job and then if you kind of think about it this is like the last real week of the regular season where college football is kind of going to be in the state of before everything kind of changes next year with different conferences and realignment and all that sort of stuff. Just wanted to ask you, you've been around college football for such a long time now, Virginia Tech, other schools like that. What does this era of college football mean to you, and will you miss you know the, the way things were before they changed next year? Uh, honestly, yeah, I'll uh, miss it a lot. You know, some of the rivalries that unfortunately, um, you know, have – gone away I'm a traditionalist you know I'm sure there's old school SEC people that don't like that South Carolina's in the SEC you know or people old school guys that don't like that Virginia Tech and Boston College are in the ACC you know when that happened however long ago 10 20 30 years ago you know but certainly um, I'm a traditionalist I hate to see some of the rivalries go away um, some that I've been a part of and uh, but you also realize that just you know times are changing and however it might be however weird it might be that teams in California are now part of the Big Ten and teams in California are now part of the ACC it's different and uh, but you also realize you better adapt adapt and know that times are changing but you know that's why I'm glad that this game will continue and things like that as well because there are a lot of changes in college athletics and. And people above me and a lot smarter than me are making those decisions. But, you know, what we can't ever get away from is what makes this sport special. And that's the traditions and the environments and stadiums on Saturday afternoons. And no matter what, 
you know, conference we're in, we're in the SEC, we're not going anywhere. But no matter what conference you're in, um, you know when you're across the street in Williams-Brice Stadium, it's going to be a rocking environment and special every single Saturday. And that's one thing that I know will will never change, no matter how much stuff changes around us. So when, when you do get home on, on Thursday, what will be your first side item that you put on the plate? Oh, man. Uh, sweet potatoes, probably. Yeah. Um. And uh, I did see Mike's tweet earlier post. So I don't want to screw this up. Uh, I call it dressing. Um, so I don't know if I'm wrong in saying that, if I completely upset half our fan base. But sweet potato, good. Okay, so Yankees that don't like dressing or what? what it, you're the outsider. All those Southerners call it dressing. So dressing and then uh, sweet potatoes would be the first side that goes on my plate. Well, they're dressing and stuffing can be different things, though. Okay, well, yeah. dressing is what I've called it. So whatever stuffing is, we're not going to yeah. break it down. But to me, dressing is dressing and not like salad dressing, like the dressing dressing. Sure. And then sweet potato, sweet potatoes. Yeah, I call it dressing. Okay. All right, perfect. We're good yeah. then. All right, yeah. yeah. Um, All right. So on to something uh, slightly less controversial. The Debo Williams hit from from the other night. What mm-hmm. can Can you – Share any thoughts about that, and also with that, how how challenging is it for guys who who play defense to to play defense when they've got to worry about you know not hitting guys too hard? Yeah, um, it's challenging. You know, there's a lot of times I watch games just like you do, and I see things that get called for targeting, things that don't get called for targeting, and you sit there and kind of scratch your head on why that got called, why that got called, why that didn't get called, and I know it's very you know, black and white as far as what they're looking for and things like that. Uh, you know, we, player safety is of, uh, is of the utmost uh, utmost uh, importance, and that's what we're certainly for. We try and educate our guys as well. You know, I know Debo's looked extremely violent the other night, and, and it was, but, you know, DJ – or DJ, Debo plays um, – he plays football violently, and I know it's tough in a situation like that where the quarterback is – Debo's coming to hit him – not illegally or trying to hit him in the head, and then the guy, you know, starts to slide. But it just is what it is. When the guy initiates his slide and starts to go down, you can't keep going and, and hit him. You know, so you try and teach off that and educate that, educate our guys from that and know that, you know, their safety and the safety of the, of the opponents is, is the thing that's most important. Hey, Coach. Uh, could get some guys back along the offensive line this week. Does that change things at all regarding how you game plan against a disruptive defensive front that Clemson rolls out? No, we're going to need all of them. We can we can get back healthy with this group. Um, I mean, they return a lot of really good players and brought some freshmen in that are dynamite uh, up front. But, yeah, certainly if we could get some more guys back from a depth standpoint because where we are right now, we've gotten guys back like Vershawn, but we also also have some guys, Tyshawn Wanamaker, whoever it might be, that they're technically a backup at like two different spots. And if you could get some guys back, that helps with practice, that helps with development uh, during the week. And, and certainly being able to get some guys back can maybe help us from a you know schematic standpoint, getting a guy back that maybe does something really, really well that maybe – um, he does better than some of the other guys that are in there. So we'll take them all. And But as far as does it change how you game plan, not really. You know, Sunday night and all day Monday, Monday night is the bulk of the game plan gets done. And then this afternoon and tonight will be third down. So it's hard to – we're optimistic some of these guys are going to be able to play, but it's hard to say, okay, let's game plan this for that guy knowing he may not be able to play on Monday. 
missing OD last week. Obviously, you have him back available this week. How do you balance maybe wanting to you know start him, get him his reps, and also Judge and Emery played pretty well last week. How do you kind of go about managing that? Yeah, you can continue to try and get your best players in there, and and uh, you know O'Donnell's been the starter all year with Sell, but Judge has played you know in pretty much every game this season, coming in there and kind of being a third guy. Emery's a guy that continues to get better, so certainly you know O'Donnell and Sell have been our starters all year. And, and uh, have been playing at a pretty pretty high level for us here recently, and we we'll also have confidence in Emory and 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 Judge also based on how they played. So you know we go into the, each and every game, and um, you hope you're not out there for a ton of plays. But the fact that those two guys came in and did pretty good on Saturday night gives you confidence that you can put them in there if you need to uh, spell Sell or or O'Donnell a little bit. Just one one quick one, and then. Uh, Different one. Uh, just first, uh, you'll have a, a guest in attendance. Just any thoughts on, uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump being at the game on Saturday? Nah, we're going to have, I think, 80,000 people in attendance. So I don't really think I can comment on all 80,000 people that are going to be in the stadium. I think it goes back to the question that was asked a minute ago about the magnitude on this game of this game. You know, the fact that um, Donald Trump and Nikki Haley, apparently, and whoever else wants to come, President Biden, James Clyburn, whoever, you know, from a political political uh, um, realm. I think it's just a great statement about those people want to be at this game. There's a lot of eyes on this game uh, as well. And, uh, you know, it's another statement to me about the great things that are going on here in Columbia, South Carolina, whether it be football, city of Columbia or academics, the state of South Carolina. Women's basketball, men's basketball, there's a lot of great things going on in Columbia, and it's neat that, you know, there's that much attention on this game. Second, uh, what's the difference between the Spencer Rattler you met in 2018 or 2019 and the Spencer Rattler that'll walk out there for senior day? Mm. Um, honestly, I wouldn't say a ton other than just he's matured as anybody has when you're a, you know, I met Spencer when he was a senior in high school and was committed to Oklahoma and was whatever 17 years old and then now here he is in 2023 but even when I first met him in Oklahoma and I can remember the day I met him down in the lobby uh, at our football facility was the first time I met he and his dad I was very just um uh impressed with just how mature he was and poised as a senior in high school sitting there talking to him about that day and I remember having a conversation about Michael Vick and he and I talking about how I had been in been in school with Mike and my dad coached him and all that, and just having that conversation and being impressed with just how grounded and poised he was. And then, as I've talked about with you guys before, seeing some of the things he went through at Oklahoma, you know, sitting behind um, sitting behind Jalen for a year as the backup quarterback. We played LSU and Joe Burrow in the playoff game that year and got crushed, but Spencer came in at the end of the game and played well. And then the very next season, he's the starter um starts out 0-2 in the big 12 uh plays we play texas he gets benched in the first half but comes back in the second half leads us to a four overtime win in dallas that day didn't lose a game the rest of his career you know at oklahoma won a big 12 championship lost his job the next season and then here he is but i would say that he's the same guy in so many ways and that allowed him to get through those battles and adversity that he faced. He's obviously has improved as a player and and uh, is older, but in a lot of ways, he's the same guy in my mind. And his best days are still in front of him as well. You know, he I know going back to Emily's question about the NFL, I mean, that's one thing that has impressed these NFL teams so much about Spencer is, is 
this season and how he's handled some of the adversity behind him, injuries, youth, whatever you want to call it. And, um, I mean, I've had NFL general managers text me that, that, you know, I'm even more impressed with Spencer Rattler after this year than I was, regardless of anything he's done on the field this season. Shane, you talked about the joy that the Clemson win brought the fans last year. How long were you receiving the pats on the back and the attaboys? And did it change to, okay, you did it one time, we're waiting for you to do it a second time? <laughs> uh, a while. That's the good thing about this game is you don't have a game to get ready for like seven days later. So you can certainly uh, enjoy this one if you're able to win it. But, no, that was a fun one. I mean, that was a special day, the celebration on the field, the – group of people that met us here at the facility when we got back um, that night as well and then into the off season also but you know I understand too you're only as good as your most recent game and uh, most recent year or whatever you want to call it so uh, Gamecocks are competitive and yeah they were happy to do it last year but now they're certainly you know hungry for hungry to try and do it again and we know what a challenge it'll it'll be but you know we um um you know, I know Dabo said a few weeks ago, better buy stock in Clemson right now, and I feel the same way about Gamecock football. You know, we're we're continuing to go in this in this uh, direction as well, and the best days of Gamecock football are in front of us, Rick. And and I know that this rivalry is going to continue to be great, and both teams are going to continue to advance their programs going forward.